abrupt ending to the new intro for the When Sex Happens podcast. We are back. I'm Mike. She's Lucy. And you know it's going down if you guys are back in it with us for eighth episode. Yes. I can't believe it's been eight That's already. actually so crazy. It's just like flying by. I feel like we just started. I know. I feel like we're already crushing it, too. We are. We are. We are. We're at, what, 766 followers on Instagram? It's probably more. It's literally going up like by, the by the minute. It's hard when you're born with this much swag, you know? It's just, you know, when you're that cool. Like, it's hard to stop, you know? It is so hard. The 774. ASMR. We're going to hit 800 tonight. We are going to hit 800 tonight. It's fucking crazy. How are those? Mm. My bad, my I'll bad. I'll take your word for it. They're disgusting. Really? Oh. Are they actually? You have to hold it. Mm. <laughs> That the difference has me dead. And that is testosterone for you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm no biologist. <laughs> we finally made our barf buttons, as you yeah. can tell. That's and hilarious. They sound even better than I thought they would. I, yeah, they sound really good. I like the barf buttons. Me too. We'll probably. I wish they were on our first page. You could probably move them around. We can move them. We're going to get better with this thing. We're actually kind of like DJs. Should we drop a an album? Probably. We could rap. Oh, my God. Ice, Ice Baby. That's not rap. Ice Ice Baby? Oh, yeah, I guess it is. Right, stop. Collaborate and listen. He follows me on Twitter. Really? Yeah. Are you active on Twitter still? Or no. X? X. I don't know why they did that. I don't what I just I was trying to get back into it. I had it a while ago and then I stopped using it, deleted it, and then there was one time I went viral on Twitter. No. And got attacked vehemently. vehemently. For what? Oh, I don't know if I should say it. I might get canceled. Was it racist? No, but it had something to do with that. I had something similar happen. Do you remember Trayvon Martin? No. George Zimmerman? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That whole thing? Yeah. I tweeted something about that where I was commenting on the legality of the law oh that was in no. play. And then I was vehemently attacked in words. It was. Did you cry? No. You did? No. Oh, it's going to be okay. Only a little. <sighs> I don't know. That stuff. See, maybe if it was personal, if they had said something personal, I might have taken it bad. Mm. But they were more like I didn't say anything. I wasn't like putting myself out there because I just said something about the legal stuff. So I'm like. Well, then you're okay. Yeah. Like, I'm I glad they didn't come at you for like, you know. 
your appearance, your voice. They will eventually. Your Don't lips, they your will. opinions. I've been they they've come at me for my opinions. That happened today. One <laughs> person. It happened. The, it's so funny. It's first one. This is like episode two of me begging you guys to roast Mike. Please. Please, because you're doing a great job roasting me. <laughs> They're actually kind of funny. I'm not gonna lie. Okay, so what we're we talking about today? I think. I think there's a couple different things that I want to do, but one for sure is, so I think one of the whole like premises of our podcast is we want to teach the males more about the female brain and teach the females more about the male brain. So I was thinking that we could do something like things guys love but won't admit. And vice versa. Because mm. I feel like there's a lot of shit that girls like, but they'll never say it. Same to you. Oh, yeah. No, for sure. But we kind of are like, I feel like you could tell with a guy. Like when a guy likes something by his reaction, just by his tonality, you're like, he didn't say anything, but he, he dug that. No. Really? No, I, I don't it, think so. Maybe it depends on the guy, because I'm I would consider myself hard to read. And initially meeting you, I thought you were really lame. I thought you were the most boring person I'd ever met. Really? Then I got to know you. I was like, oh, he's actually really funny. Well, why was I lame? <laughs> I think just because of how stoic you are. This was you when you walked in. Hey, I'm Mike. That's it. Which is cool. That's you. For me, on the other hand, I'm more enthusiastic. I thought you were lame for about five minutes. Oh, okay. And I started talking yeah, to you. Yeah, I started to turn the tide quick. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I'm not a big, bold intro Kind of guy. No, you're not. I b- because I like to let it just come out after the fact. I'd rather not. I feel like if I'm going and I'm like, "Hey," it's like all the thunder's gone. Yeah, try to keep it cool. You do a good job at it. Thank you. Yeah. But I am not lame, so fuck you. <laughs> Why are you pointing to them? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, first impression of me. Go. Same thing. You thought I was lame? Not lame, but <gasps> uptight. That's so funny. For, yeah, uh, I, but the same thing. I thought for like five minutes because I sat down and then it's like Mormon. And you're in your, uh, you were in like a blazer and a yeah. like t- tight up, button up shirt. Like, I'm Lucy. I was like, oh. <laughs> I was so not in my element that night. I wasn't either. I thought it was a double date. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> the difference in men and women. No, I really thought there was just a group of people hanging out, getting to know each other. But I knew it was something more in 
someone else's eyes as soon as we sat down because he made sure he was sitting across from me when you walked in. Instead of scooting down, he got up and let you pass him. That's how I knew. I was like, oh. Mm. Yeah. You know see what I mean? See where this is going? Yeah. I, I like the corner seats, though. We were sitting in a booth. I like that. You like that? Yep. I have to have. When I sit in the restaurant or sit somewhere, I like to have be in the back corner yep. looking at it. Is that an I have to be thing? able to see everything. Yeah, I'm the same way. I just, even I was in the hallway earlier. I was walking around, and then someone was, like, coming out of their door, and they, like, turned back and were, like, blocking it. But I walked past them, and then I can hear them behind me. Mm-hmm. hate it. I I don't like people behind me because yeah. it's like, what are you, what are you doing? Yeah, I have to be able to see what's around me at all times. I think that's a neurodivergent. Even when you're with a guy, that's something I'm working on. Because I noticed that with girls, girls will be on a, on a date or something, or like walking around with a guy or whatever, and they're like, "This is nice. I like that color. Wow, I want some pizza right now. Yes. Oh my god." Oh, there he is. Like, yes, that's how it is for me now. In the past, I used to have to be aware of everything. I think it changed when I went to Europe and I was walking around with this guy. The amount of times he stopped me from walking into traffic. Oh. Because I just wasn't paying attention. Yeah. And I was like, that's so pretty. Look at that. And like, he would grab me. He's like, stop. You're walking into the road. But it's not my job. You should be there to pull me out. You know? Yeah. Well, yeah, I think a lot of the guys are usually on their guard. They're usually pretty good about that. And it's interesting to see where the girl's head at. Girl's head is at. Because usually I wouldn't really notice that. I would still be doing that anyway, but I wouldn't know... That the girl was like totally not paying attention. I would just think she was like, oh, distracted or nope, something like that. But recently, having paid more attention to it, y'all really are off in space. Oh, yeah. Completely oblivious. It's crazy. But it's only when I'm around a guy. Yeah. It's but like that, I can turn that's my. That's kind of a good thing, though. I think so. That's my whole thing when I go into a date or I'm. That, that's kind of my framework around dating or what I'm trying to bring mm-hmm. to that girl is like she should be able to not think let her guard down and trust and feel safe. That's one of the hottest things a man can do is just let me turn my brain off. You're, if you're trustworthy enough that I don't have to think and just follow you around. Count me in chief. Yeah. Holla. Sign me up. Period. <laughs> I think it's more, it's just the level of like clarity, I guess. Because like when I'm walking around or I'm going into it, like I would know, okay, we're going to go here. I'm going to take you here. And then we can get to this place by either taking an Uber or walk or I have all of that kind of scripted in my head. might be loose, but even still I have enough ability in myself to get around it or wing it yeah that's that's a good thing it's almost unattractive to me when a man asks me 
for like directions. If we're out or ask me to, I don't know, find directions or something, I think is the best way to put it. Well, or if like I told if, if you were on a date with someone and they were like, can you put in this place in the GPS? Oh, that's fine. Oh, but I, I mean, like, I was going to say, I do that all the time. No. But like, oh, um, will you Google how far this place? I don't know how to explain it. It's that's all like pre, Google. that's all pre-date work. It's that. It's like, they're not. This is why I'm so fucking selective. This is why I'm so <laughs> selective <laughs> with my time. Because I I would want to do all that going into a date. I want all of that done mostly because yeah. um, I would want that for myself. Like if I was just going somewhere alone, I would want to know all that going into it. Then if I'm going into a date and I'm responsible for somebody else, it's like, okay, I better know all this. Exactly. Exactly. But that's why I'm so selective with it. So I'm not going to waste my time dragging your ass around. I think it's the time efficiency thing because I'm the exact same way. And I feel like someone's wasting my time when they don't just know. Like, if I'm going to dinner with someone, and I've never been to this restaurant, and they know that, and then they say, oh, where do I park? Well, cause I don't now, know. Well, now you're uncertain because you can't trust them. You don't know. Yeah. I don't know. What do you want me to do? I, I don't want to have to think. Just if, in so your if, head, think, I don't know where I'm going to park. Let me figure it out. Unless it's self-explanatory. Yeah. Yes. The common sense, man. Yeah. When you, when you first meet up, say you were meeting someone on a coffee at a coffee shop or anywhere, like you're meeting them for lunch or something, and you've never been to the place. What's like the ideal thing, and then I'll tell you what I do. What's like the your ideal scenario? At a coffee shop. Or a lunch or wherever, like you're meeting up at a, a restaurant or something. Um, I need Sh- to know. Should the guy be standing outside, like with a sign that says Lucy Bergen? No, with a shirt with my face on it. Oh, obviously. Same place we're getting the merch from. That would be a cool me on a shirt. I'm so gonna wear that. <laughs> you have to do just the cover of the reel. Just the, that would be that. Hard. No. Yes. <laughs> No. Um, okay, ideal scenario. I feel like it's more comfortable for me when we're in our cars at the same time. And then we text and we're like, we're here. Or he calls me. Much better. I'm here. Where are you at? And then either walks to my car or we both walk up at the same time. Hmm. Okay. Because then it's like less pressure walking up. I hate when... S- like someone picks you up for something and the walk from your door to the car is the most stressful moment in your life. That's so awkward. I usually uh, usually at the door, I would just go to the door. Oh, I'm the type that I wouldn't text you I'm here. I would just come up and knock on your door. Yes, which is good. There's a lot of people who don't, even friends, you know, like, hey, I'm here. Yeah, I don't do that. I just come up and knock on the door. That's good. That's that's a lot better. I hate the awkward walk. I like to purposely, if the guy comes to my door, which majority of the time dates, that's what happens, because why would you not? And I'll slowly walk. So he has time to get to my door and open my door. 
Or sometimes if they don't get it, I'll just stand there. And I'll just stare at the door. And they'll roll down the window. What's wrong? Your door doesn't work. Your handle's broken. And then they get out to come check it. And they pull on it. I'm like, oh, you fixed it. Thank you so much. Is that is that an ick? It's got to be an ick. When he doesn't open the car door? Yes. Yeah. Ew. There could be a man underneath your car about to slice my ankles. You fucking kidding me? What? You think that's real? So many people do that. Too many girls die from that. People are waiting under the car. What? They'll, they'll slice the girl's legs. What? She falls. Yes. I had to wear boots getting into my car now? You're a guy. You should be fine. But that's what a lot of people do. So when a guy doesn't open my car door, it's like there should be something else on the other side waiting for me. And if I'm with you, you're in charge of my safety. That's how I view it. Make sure I'm in the car safe. That's how I view it, too. Jeez. I, the more you know. I didn't know that was a thing. And that's the thing. I didn't know that was a thing. What? Yeah. Yes. I just get the door because it's courteous. Yeah. And then... People think that that's asking for too much from women. When women are like, I want him to open the corridor for me. Troy Bolton did it for Gabriella in High School Musical. So I think oh, you can do it too. I don't know if Troy Bolton's the best uh, example. But still, open the door. But, like, well, I don't know. Why wouldn't you? I, I don't, I just don't, it puts me in an uncomfortable situation. Like, exactly that scenario you just said with, like, that walk. Yeah. Even if I was outside of the car standing and waiting, which I did that when I was younger. I didn't, like, go to the door. But then I'm I'm like, let's just go to the door walk to the car. It's not that hard. It's really really not. Yeah. Or when they, they'll open the car door, but there's a bunch of stuff on their seat, and they don't move it. And so I don't want to touch their stuff, so I just kind of look at it. Oh, you can just throw that on the ground. That I don't want really to touch happen? Yes. Because if I'm going, if I was going yes. into a date, my car is clean. That's everything's like ready to go. I, I don't want to have to worry about it then. But this is probably why it's so stressful. Not stressful, but it's a lot of preparation to go and do all that. Yeah. When I, so when I was saying on the last episode, which is if you haven't seen it, go watch it. But I was saying, if I'm going to put all that time and energy into taking you out. That's the time and energy. The time and energy isn't like sitting there and spending time with you. That's just me enjoying it. The time and energy is making sure my acts together for both of us. That's good. It is a lot of work. But it's worth doing because we do notice. Oh, okay. That's good. You know? I've had some people say stuff like that. Either like, oh, your car is clean or like. You take care of this, or your space looks good, or something like that. That's or good. you have a fat. The coffee shop girl. The coffee shop girl said that. Did she really? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that. That's so funny. I was right. It's okay. She that said that in person. I uh I forget how we were talking about. We were talking something about muscles, or something, and uh. I said I have a dump truck. He's like, okay, yeah. Gotta do. Like, all right. Cool. Good for you. Get it. Thanks. You're welcome. 
That's always such an, a fun conversation. Men's dump trucks? Just dump trucks. Truthfully, that's such a flex on a dude. When he has a good butt? Yes. I Absolutely. didn't realize that until I got a good butt. Because then I'm like... You get it now. Yeah, because then I'm walking around in the mirror. I catch myself and I'm like, damn. <laughs> Shape looks gnarly. It's such a flex. Plus, when you're it, fitted pants are in now, yeah. you're walking around double cheeked up on like a Tuesday, just out and about. You know you look good. You're. You don't have anything in your pockets. You're just letting everything hang. Like you walk, you walk around different. So I'm happy for you. I'm glad you've experienced that. A lot of people never will. Why not? Having a dump truck. Yeah. Because they don't work for it. But it's uh, fitness conversation, though. Huh. Spin zone. Did you just say spin? I just said spin zone. but literally that's like anything with legs like people underrate guys with good legs guys with good legs are more mentally stable than guys with little legs i was literally gonna say that like if you if you don't have good legs you're literally just not mentally tough enough to train them. And not only that, but I think your ego's too big because a lot of men don't train their legs because they want their upper body to look bigger. <sighs> but it I doesn't. Mean? It just throws it you looks, off. You look like a chicken. Like, look, think of like the ideal, what's like the ideal masculine body type you, it, over time in history, not like now, but like over time. You'd look at like Russian or gladiators or. Thicker. Vikings. Yeah. They're not this giant broad shoulders and then like bean poles. They're just thick all over. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what you should be going for, in my opinion. I mean, you want to be building, I, mean, I guess it's different if you're like a bodybuilder or something, but if just for a male physique. No part of me should be bigger than a man. Yeah, no. My leg should not be bigger than a man's leg. You are a man. Grow your leg. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and it's just like... Like I said, if you're not... The only way to get your legs to grow like that is by training them hard. And, and train, eating. And, yes, and training them correctly. But a lot of people aren't eating right. They're not eating enough. Do you know how many men... They don't eat... Lucy, how do I, how do I gain muscle? How do I gain weight? Eat. I'm already eating. You have to eat more. This is what I tried to tell. I had a bunch of friends that were super skinny. They're like really like lanky, built out. And I'm like, the only way you're going to grow, dude, is if you eat. You have to. Like you have to eat more. Like I'm eating three times a day. I'm like, bro. That's nothing. That is not going to cut it. You, you need to grow like five times a day minimum. Oh, yeah. Well, for your metabolism to work properly, that's what you need. Yeah. That's what people don't get. Also, I think your confidence, you should be working out. You should be working towards a personal goal for a physique because that's going to translate into how you view yourself, obviously. 
and your self-discipline. Self-discipline is very, very attractive. So it goes into dating as well. If you're not working out taking care of your body, why would someone want to date you? If you can't even take care of yourself, how are you supposed to take care of them and children? And it reflects how you show up in that relationship. Because if you show up and you're not feeling your best, looking your best, or on your way and progressing to something that you know you want to achieve, you're not going to show up and be the best version of you for that partner or yeah, that person. Absolutely. Or whatever. You're not going to walk in with that confidence. Like, if I know I'm caked up, I am holding it down on that date oh 100%. My well, not only that, but if you can't take care of yourself while you're alone and you don't have a crap going on, crap ton going on, crap going on, crap ton going on, crap ton going on, crap, <laughs> then what's going to happen when your schedule gets more busy and a girl or a guy is now involved? Are you going to be able to say, no, I can't do that. I have to go to the gym. And is that person going to be okay with you saying, sorry, I have to go to the gym? Uh, that was a big issue for me. I had a, ch- I had yep. a girlfriend that was a, serious, uh, that was a serious girlfriend that was like, you're spending too much time in the gym away from me. Like, That's so upsetting that people view it like that because people's choices are not, I'm going to go to the gym to get away from her. It's I'm going to go to the gym to be a better version of myself for her. But they don't understand that. That's exactly what the hell we're working towards. Or the same thing, even if I was like, I have to go work on this thing right now. If I'm going to work on that, it's because I'm trying to put myself in a better position to provide for you or be a better version of myself and show up better for you. It's for me because I like it, but it's really for you. Yeah. You know, it's not like I'm doing that as an escape. But I think that's where it gets unhealthy. I think so, too. But the fact that I'm trying to improve one area of my life our life doesn't or really my life i'm just trying to improve myself to be better like i said to be better for you but it's i think it's way more attractive if a guy says no sorry i have to go to the gym because you're not getting comfortable in the relationship to the point where you're not taking care of yourself i think it's a self-respect thing like if i don't have enough respect for myself to tell you no i'm going to the gym regardless how am I going to defend you? That's true. And now are you a doormat? Does she get to choose your schedule? What's she going to tell you? What to wear next? Like, nobody wants that. Women don't want to be mothers. That's the issue when it comes to down to it. Women try so hard to mother their significant other. But that's, yeah. That's not the freaking point. No. And I don't want that. I don't want a girl well, to like mommy me. No, because then you're not going to be attracted to her in a kissing way. Yeah, no. Let him do his thing. People do what they want anyway. And if you like the person he is, as is, go for it. Don't date him and try to change him. If you know going into it, he's training for a bodybuilding competition. He works out. This many times a week, he eats this many times a day. This is a big part of his life. Don't start dating him and think, okay, if I can get him to skip the gym this day, he'll, he'll do it for me. He loves me. Why would you want him to give up something he loves, his personal goals, 
if you actually loved him, you wouldn't do that. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. You have this version of a partner that's stuck in their head that they think that they want versus looking at the person that's sitting across from them and actually accepting them for their benefits or their flaws. Unconditional love. Right. Which a lot of people, I don't think, have that anymore. They're not capable of it because they don't unconditionally love themselves. Do you think that that's because of the way, the way they were raised? Or do you think it's because they just haven't taken time to get to know themselves? Or both? I think it's both, but it's really it's more about they're not willing to show unconditional love to themselves. Like, people will... They don't give themselves enough grace. They don't give themselves enough forgiveness. They don't show compassion to themselves, so why would they show it to somebody else? You know, because for me, like, I know... I made a ton of mistakes. I did things that I'm not proud of, and I was I acted like someone that I wasn't for a long time. I didn't really know any. I didn't really at the time. I didn't know any better. I was just trying to fit in. Yeah. But then you come out of all that, and you get knocked to a point where you're like, okay, maybe I should audit my life. And you go back and look, and you're like, wow, I really wasn't this person that I thought I was, or that I. You know, I'm not the person I wanted to be, and I wasn't putting out what I wanted to. But I can do that now. And I loved myself in all of those stages. I forgave myself for what I did or yeah. didn't do. Because you did the best you could in the moment. That's what it's That's about. That's what people don't get. Yeah. I, I agree, though. I have similar history, and it's crazy looking back. At the choices I made simply because I didn't love myself. It is that simple. Yeah. I put myself in harm's way. I was around negative people all because I didn't take the time to know what I actually like in life. To know the kind of person I actually am. It's crazy. It's, it's sad how many people never discover who they are because they jump relationship, relationship, relationship. I know people who have never been single. It's the age of 10, 11. I don't even know if it's, I think it is part, dis, I think it is like discovery in a way, but it's more, I think the pieces are all there and you just grow them in what you do because like you're not bringing on anything new. What I find with people with those types of things where they'll jump from relationship to relationship so, like, I keep falling into bad habits, or I keep going back to this old version, or I keep reverting back, or I'm back on my bullshit. If you're, if you're progressing, you become something else, and now you're regressing, maybe if you just looked at that part of your life and were like, okay, I just forgive you, and I'm cool with this, mm -hmm. but I'm going to move on. That's unconditional love to yourself. So That's maybe true. you're reverting back because you didn't Heal. show yourself the love and grace in that time. And that part of you is like, hey, you're leaving me behind. Help me. Like, Yeah, like I'm still here. Yeah. So you have to carry that with you as you go. And those experiences should inform the way that you show up now.
That got deep fast. That was that was really good. We were just gonna talk about things that guys <laughs> like and won't admit. Had me about to cry there. Really? That was deep. Huh. That was good. Thanks. I think a lot of people need to hear something like that. Like that's what it was for me. I don't know. I was fucked up because I literally, when I was going through all that, I had like, I got like visions of younger, like my younger self of that. Really? Yeah. That's crazy. I've never said that out loud before, but that was like, that that was what kind of changed my thinking. It was like when I was just like, I, I looked back and I was just like, I got you. And then went there. And that kind of informed everything. Sounds super easy, but that took years. But it's actually like, I did something very similar in hypnotherapy where she time regresses you or age regress, regress, regresses you. And basically at some point in your life, you stop, you stop growing because of something traumatic that happened. And hypnotherapy can put you back in that place, but from an outside perspective. And she has you hold your own hand in your mind and say it's okay I've got you and like walk out of the building and you're saving yourself from that trauma so you're healing and then it's changing that part of you that got left behind like you said because that's what happens we just something happens yeah something happens and I think for a lot of people it's too much to handle at that time because not only are you dealing with a trauma of the thing that just happened, but now you're supposed to relive it and heal from it immediately. We need time to grieve. We need time to be ourself in that moment. We have to come back later in life and fix it. And later in life could be a year. It could be five years. But you'll never truly be happy unless you love yourself and you fix that part of you. So just like you said, you but have to. Yeah. So with that, you carry that into your... Uh, how the hell did we get there? <laughs> I don't know. This is very deep. Yeah. I, wow. This like took a turn so fast. I don't even know how we're here. I don't know how we got here either. But I feel very healed. I do too. Inner child healing. <laughs> period. Yeah. We need a period button. We do. Okay. Back to sex happening. <laughs> yeah, right? Wow, that was a good little, you're loved, you love yourself. Loved. Yeah, just be like, hey, it's cool, and move on. Exactly. But, uh, <laughs> oh my gosh, did y'all see that? <laughs> that actually, that reminds me of another thing with the relationships, too. That's why I got over, that's why that last breakup was so fucking different. What? Because I was like... It changed the way that I was behaving. But I didn't approach it in a way where I was like... At first, I was pretty disgusted with like what I my role in the whole thing. Mm -hmm. But I only focused on that. Like, regardless of what they did, mm. I just focused on what I had done, and I didn't like it. And that's what matters. But then it was more like, initially, it was like, you know, you're a douche, you're never going to find love, you're never going to like do this, do that. But th that 
eventually turned to you didn't know. Exactly. You do the best you can with the knowledge you have, and you get more knowledge from experiences. So why beat yourself up over something you literally did not know? Yeah. That's like me <laughs> putting peanut butter in your meal, not knowing you're allergic to peanut butter. You have an allergic reaction. Oh, that's just an ick if I'm allergic to peanut butter. See that comment of the girl saying, I finally realized they were joking. This whole podcast that they're joking. She thinks we're being sarcastic. That 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 wasn't a joke. It's was not a joke. <laughs> it wasn't a joke. <laughs> but anyway, it's like doing something wrong that you don't know is wrong in the moment until there's a consequence from it. But that's the fun part about getting to know somebody. Mm. You know? What is? I think when you're able to, like, uh, maybe not the peanut butter case because you could kill somebody. But, you know, if you're doing something and I'm, like, I don't know, I'm trying different stuff out or I'm, like, messing with the person or whatever, like, that's how you get to know each other. But, oh, okay, now I see it just clicked. It's through experience. Yeah. Yeah. And then you know what to do based on that experience. It's just that simple. But you have to be Yeah, nice but I wouldn't yourself. be like, hypothet- I don't know why this just popped into my head, but hypothetically, it's the, I guess this is just an oversimplification. If I'm with a girlfriend and I walk by and I smack their ass and it's super hard. Yeah. You're like, ow, that actually hurt. Yeah. I'm not going to beat myself up and be like, you're a dick. You just slapped way too hard. No. It's more, okay, that's not slapped as hard next time. Like, exactly. You're cool. You still it's did like, a good thing. But I think the issue is a lot of people don't communicate how things make them feel. So if you were to slap her and she thought, oh, that actually hurt, but she didn't say anything, then that's going to cause an issue because she's too scared to say how she feels. You know? Two, I think there's probably two reasons for that. On the one hand, she's just not comfortable enough with herself to actually say it out loud. Or, potentially, the partner has created an environment where they don't feel safe expressing their opinions Which to you. Which both are very sad. Yeah. Yeah. I so, agree. the point of all that, I think, the moral is, focus on what you can control. Which is the environment that you create for your partner... And how well you communicate your feelings to your partner. Yeah. That's all you can control. And that's it. And if they're done with you, and they say, I'm done, okay. Peace. Bye. Don't react, because why do you care? Why do you care if he doesn't want to be with you? I never got that. I never got that. Where it was... I, I I get the pain of somebody leaving. Yeah. I get that, but I don't get... Trying to get someone to stay. No. If somebody that is so, I guess I get it because I was kind of like that. W- once I went through it, though, then I was like, "Wait a minute, it's not that bad." It, it was more just like, if I have to ask you to stay, you don't want to be here, right? So why would I? Keep why you? Why do I want you here? Yeah, and that's what's so sad. I think a lot of people are so scared of being alone. That they'd rather lose themselves even more trying to fight for someone to stay, right? Because if you leave someone because you don't like who they are, in their mind, 
if I change who I am, they'll want to stay. So if he's leaving me, let me just change myself more to make him like me. And then he'll stay. Like, it's just, then you're losing yourself even more. You're not going to be happy. No. It's just really sad. It's fucked up. It doesn't have to be that way. It shouldn't be that way. That's not, lo- but that's not unconditional love. That's the, po- that's, th- that's the whole freaking thing. Nobody like gets that part of it. Unconditional. It means under all conditions. Everything goes for you, goes for a partner, goes for wherever you're expressing love or compassion or whatever. It's without anything. Yeah. It just is. What's sibling love? Like my my younger siblings, they could do anything and I would still love them. Yeah, I guess that's true. You know? Yeah. And they do annoying things sometimes. Yeah. And you say, don't do that. And they listen sometimes. But there's still people that you would do anything for. And that's the issue is we're viewing people, human beings that we are in relationships with as disposable. We don't like one thing that they're doing. Bye. Instead of working through it, understanding why they do that thing. Why do they think that way? Right? Because you could have a thought. What were we talking about? The nicotine. Remember the little nicotine pouches? And you said, is it a red or green flag? And I said, red. And it was, and but I don't really have any history in that. I just think from an outside perspective, it's bad. But I gave you the time to explain it. And it makes sense why you do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Now I'm going to get roasted for being a Nick fiend. He's a nicotine addict. Hey. Everybody roasts That was him. aggressive. I'm I not know. an addict. He's not an addict. Sorry for using addict. I'll probably get roasted for using that. Uh, we're going to get so demonetized. This was a good... This is good, though. This deep discussion. So don't even try and roast us on this. Yeah. This Unless just it's Mike. That's fine. Bring it on. But yeah. I think if we just gave more people... I also think politics started this, though. Everybody's so set in their way, they're not even going to hear the other side out. And I feel like that's translated into all relationships. Yeah. I can see that. I feel like it just depends on how you were raised. I know that sounds cliche, but I think a lot of it's just like what you were exposed to. And if you didn't have the ability to voice yourself then... That's true, but it's also your childhood traumas and experiences are not an excuse to treat other people like crap. And also, it's now your responsibility to fix the things that happened to you as a kid. 100%. You are responsible. 100%. So, I mean, I've met people who've gone through the worst things imaginable, and they're the nicest people on earth. I've also met people who've gone through really hard things, and they're horrible people. It's your job to decide what kind of person you're going to it's be. It's how you view it and what you choose to do. It comes down to you. Mm-hmm. And th- but that's the best part. And this is what I try to tell people or whoever I coach or anyone I'm like talking to, whatever. It's your choice. That is the worst news and the best news at the same time. Because you get to decide your future. Yeah. Or you get to decide how you show up every day. 
if you choose to do the things that are going to make you happier, that's great. You have the power to choose them and do that. might not be easy to do those things every day, but it's more fulfilling. Yeah. You also have the power to say, I'm going to sit on the couch and I'm going to be depressed. Yep. And that... It it's a choice. It, it's such a choice. It's a choice. And also, if there's any area in your life right now that you're not happy with, that's 1,000% your responsibility. I was talking to a friend. Um, she was going through a breakup. She was complaining about it, right? And I'm all for venting, all for venting sessions. But when that's all you talk about and you don't listen to any of the advice people are giving you, you're just looking for attention in my eyes. You're looking for a reason to complain when you could have done something about it. And I said that to her. And I said, listen, I will sit here. I will help you. I will set up a therapy appointment for you. But at the end of the day, you are responsible for how you feel. And nobody can do anything to make this better. So sit and complain or do something about it. And that makes me sound bad, like a bad person. But that's me genuinely caring about her I think a bad friend would say I get it no you know and sit there and let them complain over and over and over again instead of holding them accountable for their choices it depends on your locus of control right if you're gonna sit there and blame out outside external things this that blah 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 she did this she never changes she's this kind of a person how the hell can you give the power to yourself to fix that if it's outside of you? Exactly. That's why it initially sucks when you're like, wow, this is all my fault. Like, it hits so hard. If, like I said, it's also simultaneously the best feeling ever because you can fix it all. You can do whatever you want. Yeah, literally. Yeah, and that's when someone does something to you, there's two sides of it, right? If they do it to me, first of all, there's... I'm not in control. So if you're mean to me, there's something wrong with you. Because there's no excuse to be mean to anybody, I don't think. There's always a mature way to handle it. You don't have to yell. You don't have to be a... You can just handle it. But then also looking at yourself saying, okay, how did I get myself into this situation? So you're viewing both sides. You're seeing this person projecting their anger. So it's not personal. If someone's mean to you, I personally, don't, I don't think it's personal. It's not. It's a problem with them. Yeah. It's how they feel about you. Or yeah. how, I'm sorry. They feel about how themselves. how they feel about themselves. They project it. So stop internalizing that. Instead, flip it and say, okay, how did I get myself? What flags, what, what did I miss? Well, how did I attract this? Yeah. Yeah. And then you fix that. What patterns am I engaging in or what am I going back to that's not fixed? Exactly. And it's funny because I think over time, whether you fix it or you don't, either way, those things start to bleed into other areas of your life. Like if you have this constant pattern that you're repeating in your relationships or your dating, eventually that's going to start to show up in what you do in business or it's going to start to start to show up in what you do in taking care of your health. It's going to start to show up in what you do, how you interact with your family. Like, yeah. it's all the same shit. It really is. It's all is. the same.
Like it really is. It's it's crazy how even boundaries. I think we were talking about boundaries earlier. How when you finally get the guts to just set a boundary, you realize how it's not even difficult. It's not. And people don't care that much. They just don't because you have you have to think of it this way. If I set a boundary and I tell you, hey. You can't talk to me like that. Or I, maybe I don't have to say it that aggressively. I'm just like, I don't appreciate when you say that. If if you took that and took it personally, that's on you. Oh, yeah. It's not on me. No. Literally. <laughs> but at the same time, I'm not going to sit there and tell you, if you called me X name, like you can't ever say that to anyone ever again. Like, you're a bad person, this, that, blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to sit there and tell you that. What I'm, all I'm going to say is we're going to go our separate ways and we're not going to come to terms. If you can't respect it. That's not hard. No, it's really, it's really not. Set boundaries. Love yourself. Period. Amen. Is that sacrilegious? Yes. <laughs> I got my chain on. Come on. I got my, my cross too. So we're going to take this episode to church. That's going to wrap it there. <laughs> How are you so good at these? <laughs> That's going to wrap it there. We're going to make sure that we get everything up on Instagram, which if you're not following us, you better be. We're at 845 by the time this one comes out. Probably. Probably. Yeah. I don't know. We're, we're in the mid 700s right now. We're just growing so fast. So I'm just going to start throwing Winging random numbers it. out there. 3K. 8K by the end of the year. Manifesting it. We wrote that down on a whiteboard like two, three weeks ago. Two or three weeks ago. It's going to happen. Mm -hmm. But it's not going to happen without you guys following along and supporting us. So make sure that you have us on Instagram. Make sure wherever you're getting us on YouTube or Spotify, you are following us there, subscribed, doing all that good stuff. We appreciate you guys so much. Thank you for listening, and we are going to see you guys next time. Bye. That did not go where I thought it was. No. That was the most random, but it was so good. I think it was good, right? I felt like we were talking for like 10 minutes, and I looked down and I'm like, holy shit. Oh, thumbnail.